British Milwaukee and the universe. This is Brother Saeed. With today's topic, we're going to discuss today as incarceration and share our feelings, emotions, and questions and answers during this topic. But we're going to start off today with today's topic. We'll check in with Brother Mahmoud. Uh, today is like uh, each day we have. somebody you know that's incarcerated or it will be like uh, like how do you relate to them like if they call you know what do you feel about you know how do you feel about when somebody asks you about that particular person or uh, particularly you is it a father or brother and you have to say yeah he locked up even if you said that if you don't lie said he out of town or something like that he on vacation so why you tell him on so, so uh, that's how do it, do it make you feel less than, uh, or I'm just saying, is this is it like a rite of passage? Cause almost somebody in everybody family is locked up. They said out of one, one out of three black men in the United States locked up. So you be like one, two, three. You know what I'm saying? If you keep count one through like one out of three. Uh, black man gonna experience some type of incarceration at, at some point in time, and um, just have you ever thought about it? I'm sorry, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, we'll just continue that from there. Well, I'll start. My name is Mark Moore. We here at the um, Marwood Youth Center, and um, uh, my highlights are beginning to be the check-ins. You know, so. You know, come share with young men. Uh, you know, a, a man space where we can talk and whatever. So my highlights begin to become the check-ins, and um, um, my highlight. Um, beside that, I have waffles and um, I have waffles and eggs and turkey sausage. Yesterday for breakfast, and it was real good. And I smiled and had syrup and everything, jelly everywhere. Why I ate the whole thing. <laughs> so that, that's my life. Nah, that was brother Saeed. Uh, as y'all know, I'm brother Saeed. Uh, my highlight of the uh, day is. Uh, it ain't got here yet, but I'm looking forward to the event tomorrow. Hopefully that'll become that'll be one of the biggest events that I've had here at the Marut Center. Uh, my low life is on the low lights, I say low life. Low light is that uh, I went to see my dietitian today and I gained five pounds and I'm not happy with that. You know, because I thought I'd be doing everything in life. Thank you.
age of 18, I was actually facing a life in 50 years. And it was mainly because of my habituality. I kept going back and forth to jail. But I ended up getting out of there and ended up getting sentenced to 14 years. But I ended up doing 10 years on that sentence. It's not something that I'm proud of, but it was a part of me. My younger three boys and my grandkids, they wasn't here at the time that I was incarcerated. But my older four kids suffered tremendously because of it. You know, that mean I was out of their life for 10 years. When I went in, they was babies. I come home, they was teenagers. So I had to start over trying to be a parent again. You know, they, they was happy that they had their dad back in their life. But at the same time, I didn't know how to be a dad. I learned how to be a dad from my younger three boys because I thought before I went in and got myself in that situation, I thought being a parent was buying my kids, you know, getting them everything that I wanted to give them and dropping them off to my mother, you know, but I wasn't spending no time with them. I wasn't there. But with my younger three boys, since I've been out these 17 years, I've been there every step of the way with them trying to show them something different, you know, and raising them with two parents in the household. So far, it's, it's been working. You know, I'm, me giving them what I didn't have, that was what I didn't have, was growing up in a two-parent household. And I stress with them all the time and tell them how fortunate that they are to actually have that. You know, how important it is for both your parents to be there, especially your dad that's why I be the way that I am with you guys and on you as hard as I do is because I see a lot of my character in each one of you when I come up in here, you know, a lot, you know, and I, but on the good side of that, I see a lot of potential that I didn't see in myself when I was y'all age. You know what I'm saying? I know that y'all can be something great. I know y'all want to be something great, and I don't want y'all to tear yourself down by trying to live with the stereotypes that we have as young black men in society that we always failures or we mess up because of the neighborhood that we grew up in. You know, don't think because you don't have two parents in the household that you don't have the same opportunity that the, that the person that has a two parent household has. Even if your dad isn't around how you want him to be around, don't look at him and think that, you know, he don't love you, you know, or it's something wrong with you because it's not, that's not the case. So I don't want you guys thinking that, you know what I'm saying? So that's my story of being incarcerated that I want to share with you guys. I didn't have any fun moments in it. Because during my 10 years of being incarcerated, nine of those years, I didn't even talk to my family. Out of those 10 years, I didn't even see my children. You know, so it, it hurted me as well as it hurted my family. I don't blame nobody for not bringing them to see me. I really didn't want them to see me in that situation. You know, that was my reasoning. But being in that 
had six lips and maybe be the person that I am today. Am I perfect? No. I still have flaws. I still have things that I work on. You know, but that's my story I wanted to share with you. And, you know, feel free to ask any questions that you feel that you want to know. You know, because I'm not secretive about story, I hope to help you guys to prevent y'all from going there. I want y'all to live largely and be the successful men that you want to be, that you can be. So with that, I'm going to pass that on. <laughs> My story. Oh, I was slanging and banging. I'm just saying, look, uh, uh, you know, that's that what I was doing, you know. Slanging and banging. Nothing come with that but jail or six foot under. I just luckily got jail, I guess. So, you know, that was that. So, while I was there, I did, uh, shit, I did what I didn't do with my friends. I read books. I went to the library. I went to school. I got my GED while I was there. You know what I'm saying? Took the tag test one week. Um, two weeks of GED came up, came up, I took it. So I got my GED like three weeks, being in the joint, enrolled in the college, was in college, um, did a lot of reading, you know what I'm saying, like three books a week for like a couple decades. So that's just, you know, that's what I did, read, lift weights, you know, stuff like that. So, because I was like, the quickest way up the social economic ladder, you know what I'm saying, is an education. So I said, look, why the people I know, they still out on the corner, they got to feed their family and whatever the whatever the else they doing. I'm saying I'm be able to pick some tools up while I'm here. Get like an education, you know, read, you know what I'm saying, see how we got into this situation from slavery, even before slavery, and just try to understand it. You know, that's what I did. So when I got out, no lie, I'm telling you this the truth. I went back on my block in Chicago. Well, they was doing the same thing. After 20 some years, and if they weren't doing it, their kids and grandkids was doing it. And it was, I was just, I just looked. I just, I didn't know like, what to do. I just looked like it was like a moment in time just frozen. After you've been gone, you figured like, man, you come back, you know, you didn't grow, you know what I'm saying? But in their situation, they still in the same situation. So I wonder, was I arrested or rescued? I'm saying, which one? You know, but I guess I turned into a rescue, you know what I'm saying? While you in there, you got to rescue yourself. Cause Ain't no like rehabilitation. You know what I'm saying? When you go in there, they say, okay, we want to rehabilitate you. Ain't no rehabilitation. They put you in the cell, feed you three hops, and you know, you got a car, three hops in the car, and that's it, man. You got to you got to reform yourself. You know? And the same thing out here. You got to reform yourself. You got to take the opportunities that, you know what I'm saying, going to school, no, you can't hang out right now. You'll be able to hang out later, big time. You know what I'm saying? In your own car, own house, own money, 
and I'm just saying, you don't have to be running from the police or driving side to side and stole it. You don't have to do none of that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying you don't have to do none of that. I'm just saying if you do the things right now that'll help you. And, and everything, look, the past, you can't live in the past, and you ain't going to never catch the future. All you got is now. If you don't do the things in the now that would affect you having a better future, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. All you got is now. All you got is the moment that you in. And you got to take the moment that you in to make yourself, to do the things, to put yourself in a better position later. You know what I'm saying? And take them moments and do the same. I'm saying, you can't tell me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be cold at basketball, but you don't never go practice and play. You can't tell me that. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me you love watching TV, and all I see you do is listen to the radio. You can't tell me that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everything, you know, I was told a long time ago, all money ain't good money. And it ain't. I like that always. You know what I'm saying? All money ain't good money. Stoley car money ain't good money. Drug money ain't good money. It ain't, it ain't not in the end. I'm just saying, cause you don't have to pay too much for it. What if, what if you beat it? I'm saying you got the coldest car, the coldest girl for the next five years. And then they give you 50 years to 100, 50 to 100 years in jail. That, that's, you paying too much. Right. Hey, look, that's too much to pay, man. That's too, all them years in jail is too much to pay. You know what I'm saying? For this little short, short lived. And then while you doing that, you ducking. You looking out the window, I'm saying you paranoid everybody, you think everybody's trying to get you for your money, they just want to be with you. I'm just saying that ain't no life to live, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That ain't no life to live, to tell you the truth. I'm saying the, the good life that I'm just saying, get it, do it how you're supposed to do it, and that's that. I know life happened, stuff happened, but always try to get back. If you look at every gangster movie, Scarface tried to go legit, then happened. The God gets the opportunity right quick. So when you get them up out of there, they give them a patient with us. Y'all got yeah. any questions, any stories y'all want to share with us? Yeah, that we share with you guys? I just got out a couple months ago. You just got out? A couple months ago. So right. how did that make you feel when you was in there? I ain't gonna lie, I didn't believe you. You know, because <laughs> that's not me. Well, I ain't gonna say that's not me, but it's like, I never, I ain't never seen myself going to jail. So how, what you want to do now to prevent from going back since now that you have experienced the, the, the wrong side of the field? I ain't never stepping back on that shit. Now if I had to, I would, but I ain't never stepping back on that shit. And I'm happy you said that. And that's, that's what I wanted to hear. I'm, I'm, and I appreciate you answering that way that you did to give these young men the insight on what you just experienced. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we here for. You know, I got be, I always tell Odell, I'm always here for y'all, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Because again, like my mood said, things happen. Life happens. You know, come to us, talk to us. You know, we want to know if you get, if you're in a jam. You know, especially we want to know if somebody's trying to harm you. You know, I want to know that. I can't help you if you're not allowing me to help you. You know what I'm saying? I and, just and I, I just want to ask, you said you, you couldn't believe it. Once you get in there 
and you on the inside looking out. I'm talking about, like, how, how is, what can you tell them about, you know, because first you out here, you doing your thing, what? I'm saying, look, I'm this, I'm that, I ain't scared of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Walk no, away. I wasn't in like. I'm talking about some people do like that. Just, no, just I'm, share with them your experience. Yeah, once you got on the experience. inside and on the inside all right, looking all right, out. All right. Target 
want to be is mainly because that's what a lot of you is. You want to holler this gang and that gang because you know somebody in your family that was affiliated with that gang. There's nothing cool about it. It can literally get you killed. You know? There's nothing good about being involved in a gang. And I'm telling you that from an ex-gang banger. You know what I'm saying? Nothing good about it. Because when you're behind the walls, you're by yourself. No guns. Your homie might flip on you for the next dude that can try to give him some commissary. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that goes on in there. So that's why I share these things with you and try to talk these things with you because ain't nothing pretty about the inside. Yeah. You know, so I want y'all to think about what my move said. Live into the now. Think about those consequences that can happen from those bad, undecided intentions that you that you do. Question your friends when they pull up on you to try to get you to jump in that car. You know what I'm saying? And be a square. It don't yeah, don't exactly. have no problem being a square when they no. pull off. Say you ain't down. Look, don't even worry no. about it. Don't show all and go about your business. Right, I'm finna go eat yeah. me a peanut butter sandwich. Don't even worry about it. Look, exactly. <laughs> I was just like, man, I did what I did. I consequences do come with everything. So I was just like, where's your at? Take you to the left. Man. Right. So again, I want to close this out. I want to keep you brothers no longer. I appreciate you brothers. Uh coming in today, sharing what you shared with us today. And again, these talks here can help other peers in y'all age category. So next week, I want y'all to think of a discussion. I want to start the next podcast off with you guys. You know, without me having to start it off. I want y'all to think of a topic over the weekend. And next week, we'll have the podcast with you guys. Sounds good? Yes, sir. Thank y'all very much. Uh, have a good Thank day. Thank y'all, Chaz. Back to what you... British Milwaukee and the universe. This is Brother Saeed. With today's topic, we're going to discuss today as incarceration and share our feelings, emotions, and questions and answers during this topic. But we're going to start off today with today's topic. We'll check in. Uh, today is like uh, each day we have uh, to this box to do a check-in, say your name, highlight, low light, anything else you want to say. And uh, I don't know if we can, if, I guess we'll do that first and then we'll start the conversation about incarceration. Uh, it can just, in, in, incarceration is or somebody you know that's incarcerated, or it will be like, uh, like how do you relate to them? Like if they call, you know, what do you feel about, you know, how do you feel about when somebody asks you about that particular person, or uh, particularly you, is it a father or brother, and you have to say, yeah, he locked up. Even if you say that, if you don't lie and say, he out of town or something like that, he on vacation. So why are you telling me? I'm on vacation. <laughs> so, so uh, that's how do it, do it make you feel less than? Uh, or I'm just saying, is this, is 
it like a rite of passage cause almost somebody in everybody family is locked up. They said out of one, one out of three black men in the United States locked up. So you'd be like one, two, three. You know what I'm saying? If you keep count one through like one out of three uh, black men gonna experience some type of incarceration at, at some point in time. And um, just have you ever thought about it? I'm sorry, you know. And stuff like that. And uh, we'll just continue that theme. Well, I'll start on our remark move. We're here at the um, Marwuk Youth Center. And um, uh, my highlights are beginning to be the check ins. You know, so, you know, come share with young men, uh, you know, a, a man space where we can talk and whatever. So, my highlights begin to become the check-ins. And um, um, my highlight, um, beside that, I have waffles and um, I have waffles and eggs and turkey sausage, you know what I'm saying? Yesterday for breakfast, and it was real good. And I smiled and had syrup and everything, jelly everywhere while I ate the whole thing. So that, that's my life. Nah, that way, brother Saeed. Uh, as y'all know, I'm brother Saeed. Uh, my highlight of the uh, day is uh, it ain't got here yet, but I'm looking forward to the event tomorrow. Hopefully, that it become that it be one of the biggest events that I've had here at the Maruk Center. Uh, my low life is, I mean, low lights, I said low life. Low light is that uh, I went to see my dietician today and I gained five pounds and I'm not happy with that, you know, because I thought I'd be doing everything right, but I guess I'm not. So.
myself in that situation. I thought being a parent was buying my kids, you know, getting them everything that I wanted to give them and dropping them off to my mother, you know, but I wasn't spending no time with them. I wasn't there. But with my younger three boys, since I've been out three, 17 years, I've been there every step of the way with them, trying to show them something different, you know, and raising them with two parents in the household. So far, it's, it's been working. You know, um, me giving them what I didn't have, that was what I didn't have, was growing up in a two-parent household. And I stress with them all the time and tell them how fortunate that they are to actually have that. You know, how important it is for both your parents to be there, especially your dad that's being a young man. You know, so that's why I be the way that I am with you guys and on you as hard as I do is because I see a lot of my character in each one of you when I come up in here, you know, a lot, you know, and I, but on the good side of that, I see a lot of potential that I didn't see in myself when I was y'all age. You know what I'm saying? I know that y'all can be something great. I know y'all want to be something great. And I don't want y'all to tear yourself down by trying to live with the stereotypes that we have as young black men in society that we always failures or we mess up because of the neighborhood that we grew up in. You know, don't think because you don't have two parents in the household that you don't have the same opportunity that the, that the person that has a two-parent household has because we have two roots. You know, even if your dad isn't around how you want him to be around, don't look at him and think that, you know, he don't love you, you know, or it's something wrong with you because it's not, that's not the case. So I don't want you guys thinking that, you know what I'm saying? So that's my story of being incarcerated that I want to share with you guys. I didn't have any fun moments in it because during my 10 years of being incarcerated, nine of those years, I didn't even talk to my family. Out of those 10 years, I didn't even see my children. You know, so it, it hurted me as well as it hurted my family. I don't blame nobody for not bringing them to see me. I really didn't want them to see me in that situation. You know, that was my reasoning. But being in that situation made me be the person that I am today. Am I perfect? No. I still have flaws. I still have things that I work on. You know, but that's my story I wanted to share with you all. You know, feel free to ask any questions that you feel that you want to know. You know, because I'm not secretive about story I hope to help you guys to prevent y'all from going there. I want y'all to live y'all dream and be the successful men that you want to be, that you can be. So with that, I'm going to pass that on. <laughs> My story. Oh, I was slanging and banging. I'm just saying, look, uh, uh, you know, that's that what I was doing, you know. Slanging and banging. Nothing come with that, but jail or 
six foot under. I just luckily got jailed out there. So, you know, that was that. So, while I was there, I did, uh, shit, I did what I didn't do with my friends. I read books. I went to the library. I went to school. I got my GED while I was there. You know what I'm saying? Took the SAG test one week. Um, two weeks of GED came up, came up, I took it. So I got my GED like three weeks, being in the joint, enrolled in the college, was in college, um, did a lot of reading, you know what I'm saying? Like three books a week for like a couple decades. So that's just, you know, that's what I did. Read, lift weights, you know, stuff like that. So, cause I was like, the quickest way up the social economic ladder, you know what I'm saying, is an education. So I said, look, why the people I know, they still out on the corner, they got to feed their family and whatever the whatever the else they doing. I'm saying I'm be able to fix some tools up while I'm here. Get like an education, you know, read, you know what I'm saying, see how we got into this situation from slavery, before slavery, and just try to understand it. You know, that's what I did. So when I got out, no lie, I'm telling you this the truth. I went back on my block in Chicago. I swear they was doing the same thing. After 20 some years, and if they weren't doing it, their kids and grandkids was doing it. And it was, I was just, I just looked. I just, I didn't know like, what to do. I just looked like it was like a moment in time just frozen. After you've been gone, you figured like, man, you come back, you know, you didn't grow, you know what I'm saying? But in their situation, they still in the same situation. So I wonder, was I arrested or rescued? I'm saying, which one? You know, but I guess I turned into a rescue, you know what I'm saying? While you in there, you got to rescue yourself. Cause Ain't no like rehabilitation. You know what I'm saying? When you go in there, they say, okay, we want to rehabilitate you. Ain't no rehabilitation. They put you in the cell, feed you three hops, and you know, you got a cot, three hops in a cot, and that's it, man. You got to you got to reform yourself. You know? And the same thing out here. You got to reform yourself. You got to take the opportunities that, you know what I'm saying, going to school, no, you can't hang out right now. You'll be able to hang out later, big time. You know what I'm saying? In your own car, own house, own money. And I'm just saying, you don't have to be running from the police or driving side to side and stole it. You don't have to do none of that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying, you don't have to do none of that. I'm just saying, if you do the things right now that'll help you. And, and everything, look, the past, you can't live in the past and you ain't gonna never catch the future. All you got is now. If you don't do the things in the now that would affect you having a better future, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. All you got is now. All you got is the moment that you in. And you got to take the moment that you in to make yourself, to do the things, to put yourself in a better position later. You know what I'm saying? And take them moments and do the same. I'm saying, you can't tell me, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna be cold at basketball, but you don't never go practice and play. You can't tell me that, you know what I'm saying? You can't tell me you love watching TV, 
And all I see you do is listen to the radio. You can't tell me that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everything, you know, I was told a long time ago, all money ain't good money. And it ain't. You know what I'm saying? All money ain't good money. Uh, Stoly car money ain't good money. Drug money ain't good money. It ain't, it ain't, not in the end. I'm just saying, cause you have to pay too much for it. What if, what if you beat it? I'm saying you got the coldest car, the coldest girl for the next five years. And then they give you 50 years to 100, 50 to 100 years in jail. That, that's, you paying too much. Right. Hey, look, that's too much to pay, man. That's too, all them years in jail is too much to pay. I'm saying for this little short, short live, and then while you doing that, you ducking, you looking out the window. I'm saying you paranoid, everybody, you think everybody trying to get you for your money. They just want to be with you. I'm just saying that ain't no life to live, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That ain't no life to live, to tell you the truth. I'm saying the, the good life that I'm just saying, get it, do it how you're supposed to do it, and that's that. I know life happened, stuff happened. But always try to get back. If you look at every gangster movie, Scarface tried to go legit. Didn't happen. The government. So when you get them up out of there, they give them a patient with them. Y'all got yeah. any questions, any stories y'all want to share with us? Yeah, what we share with you guys? I just got out a couple months ago. You just got out? A couple months ago. So right. how did that make you feel when you was in there? I didn't believe you, you know, because that's not me. Uh, I ain't gonna say that's not me, but it's like I never, I ain't never seen myself going to jail. Right. So, how, what you want to do now to prevent from going back? Since now that you have experienced the the, the wrong side of the field, I ain't never stepping back on that shit. Now, if I had to, I would, but I ain't never stepping back on that shit. Like that shit right and I'm happy you said that. And that's that's what I wanted to hear. I'm, I, and I appreciate you to give these young men the insight on what you just experienced. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we here for. You know, I got I always tell Odell, I'm always here for y'all, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Because again, like my mood said, things happen. Life happens. You know, come to us, talk to us. You know, we want to know if you get if you're in a jam, you know, especially we want to know if somebody's trying to harm you. You know, I want to know that. I can't help you if you're not allowing me to help you. You know what I'm saying? I and, just and I, I just want to ask, you said you, you, you couldn't believe it. Once you get in there and you on the inside looking out, I'm talking about like how, how is, what can you tell them about, you know, because first you out here, you doing your thing, what, I'm saying, look, I'm this, I'm that, I ain't scared of nothing, you know what I'm saying, walk no, away. I wasn't in there, I wasn't in there, in there like. I'm saying, but some people do feel like that. Just share with them your experience. Yeah, once you got on the inside, and on the inside looking out. All right, all right, all right, so I'll go in there, right, they, you know, they my mother tell me, get pills and all that, right, so they take me to my cell, right, everybody else going out watching TV and stuff, so I get up, make my little mad, I'm thinking I'm finna step out, no. <laughs> I didn't come out myself for like two weeks. Damn, they like, the two weeks go past, they're like, you gotta take the COVID test. I'm like, bro, what? Now I have to wait to the COVID test to go <laughs> So they finally let me on myself, bro. That's the trash, bro. Phone calls, five minutes, I'm there. Like, never. Like, all that. You can't talk to your mom.
mom or your dad when you felt like you wanted to? I ain't even want to talk to him because it's like, what's the point, bro? What is the point? I'll just cuss you off whenever. Hey, why you didn't want to talk to them? Because I ain't want them to see me in there or know that I'm in there. Well, they knew I was in there, but I ain't want to talk to them while I was in there. Because of your pride, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, you felt shamed. TV and stuff. What you think about for them for them two weeks in the cell? And then, hours. then it's like not, it's not like we can watch whatever you watch. I'm sitting there watching CNN the whole time, bro. Like who wants to watch? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, hey, look. When you get in jail, you don't run nothing. You don't run nothing. Food was terrible. I was in there eating bread and butter the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting swallowed off bread and water. <laughs> and that's the life, you know. And that's just juvenile jail. You know, and I'm happy he shared that with y'all just to give you an insight on what you'll face if you went in there. And I'm happy that he didn't have to do more time than what he actually did, you know, up in there. And I really want you to take that as a learning point is because when I first went to juvenile, that was my first stint was I did two months. I first went in there and locked up in the cell for two weeks straight couldn't come out my cell besides to take a shower and it was like yeah. it was the worstest feeling ever you know it's yeah. like <laughs> you don't want to experience yeah, so, so, <laughs> 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 so bogus bro I'm talking about as soon as you use it you get the scratch and they, 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 they not helping you know they just say oh well or something like, what you mean like alright so you had good deodorant no <laughs> no some kind of like spray stuff on the <laughs> and then the things that we take for granted when we outside, when we out here, and make the wrong choices, you know, and, and and decide on them bad decisions. This is the things that happen, and I'm happy that he had, he was able to share that with those that haven't experienced that yet, because a lot of young men really think that it's it's fun and games behind them walls back there. Yeah, I don't know why people think and, that. And, it's <laughs> and there's a lot more to that. He just. And I'm, I'm happy that he didn't get the opportunity to experience the other parts of things that he could have put himself in and, and experienced, you know, the other bad parts of it. You know, what you want, you're running out here, you know, acting like you, uh, you're a part or affiliated with a gang and don't know nothing about no gangs because you got people like myself that was in there that target wannabes mainly because that's what a lot of you is. You want to holler this gang and that gang because you know somebody in your family that was affiliated with that gang. There's nothing cool about it. It can literally get you killed. You know? There's nothing good about being involved in a gang. And I'm telling you that from an ex-gang banger. You know what I'm saying? Nothing good about it. Because when you're behind the walls, you're by yourself. No guns. Your homie might flip on you for the next dude that can try to give him some commissary. Right. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that goes on in there. So that's why I share these things with you and try to talk these things with you because ain't nothing pretty about the inside. But no. you know, so I want y'all to think about what my move said. Live it to the now. Think about those consequences that can happen 
from those bad, undecided intentions that you that you do. Question your friends when they pull up on you to try to get you to jump in that car. You know what I'm saying? And be a square. It don't yeah, don't exactly. have no problem being a square when they no. pull off. Say you ain't down. Look, don't even worry no. about it. Don't show all and go on about your business. Right, I'm finna go eat yeah. me a peanut butter sandwich. Don't even worry about it. Look. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, man, I did what I did. I consequently do cover everything. So I was just like, where'd you at? Take me to the restroom. So again, I wanna I'm gonna close this out because I wanna keep you brothers no longer. I appreciate you brothers uh coming in today, sharing what you shared with us today. And again, these talks here can help other peers in y'all age category. So next week, I want y'all to think of a discussion. I want to start the next podcast off with you guys, you know, without me having to start it off. I want y'all to think of a topic over the weekend. And next week, we'll have the podcast with you guys. Sounds good? Yes, sir. Thank y'all very much. Uh, have a good Take day. Take y'all chairs back to what you